If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which... I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Leon, can you say Rob Beckett? Yay! I know. Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Beckett. And Josh... There we go. That was Leon. Was that a real horse? I I don't know. If it is, it's well trained. On cue, that was. He just slapped its ass and it neighed for him. (laughs) I love your podcast. I've been listening to it all through lockdown. When your feature with kids introducing you started, my son wasn't speaking yet. But he is now, and I tried to get him to say your names. It was a very good attempt. Sorry about the horsey interruption. We live in the mountains of Gran Canaria and our neighbour has a horse. No way. Real horse in Gran wow. Canaria. Oh, wow. I didn't know they had horses in Gran Canaria. I thought it was a strictly Glaswegian holiday in policy in Gran Canaria. Yeah, I don't know much about Gran Canaria. Oh, Glaswegians love, love the Canary Islands. I went to Do Tenerife. They? I went to Tenerife. It was like an old firm derby. <laughs> um, Leon is two today, Rob. Oh, happy birthday, Leon. Initially, we'd planned to keep him off nursery so we could all celebrate. We've just completed 10 days of isolation after COVID cases in nursery, so we've sent him back. There we go. That is good. Anyway, Josh, um, I think we should set the scene of what we're doing here. Easter Monday. It's Easter Monday. Um, It's 9am. I don't know any other podcast that records at 9am. I've I've, I've never heard of a 9am No, but let's be honest, Acast and Gambler's still in bed. Not not together, obviously. No wonder they've got that slick chemistry. You can't talk to someone about what they want for dinner at 9am, can you? Like, you don't know them. No, exactly, exactly. You've got to do it after lunch. Buxton's not getting Paul McCartney on the phone at 9am, is he? Oh, I don't know what Buxton's up to. He's he's all over the gaff, Buxton. You never know when he's going to pop out an episode, do you? Now, is it quite random, the Buxton one? Say what you want about us. We are there for you. Tuesdays and Fridays. We're grafting on an Easter Monday here, and... I've not got much sleep because I've got hay fever and my nose is blocked up, which I'm, I'm sure you can hear. And I had a coffee this morning, Josh, and this is how tired I am. As soon as I finished drinking it, I made another one immediately, which <gasps> I think is a sign of a long day. Rob, 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 you are going to have a crap. I've told you that I can't drink coffee because it makes me depressed. Yeah, but that, yeah, that happens to everyone. But there's a great high before that. <laughs> 
I just the last week I, I I lapsed back onto coffee. So you you weren't having any coffee before. I was on tea because I can't I can't handle the highs and the lows of coffee. Well, is tea and just a constant caffeine buzz then, but not nothing too big? Tea's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. What a boring thing to say, but you're right. I've just looked at Adam Buxton's podcast, and those release dates are all over the shop, Rob. Two weeks and you get Tom Allen. Three days later, it's Torval and Dean. I mean, what's going on here? Uh- <laughs> There is a stiff neck, loose neck divide in the podcast charts. It's quite interesting, actually, because it's where, like, the mainstream and alternative collide, where you don't really yeah. get that in any other charts. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you look at the, the, the you know, the music single charts, it's all quite mainstream music and stuff. Yeah, but in yeah. podcast, I think podcast was a real stiff neck realm, but the loose necks are kicking down the door. I reckon Buxton's looked at the analytics and he thought, right, I've had that offer on that no one heard of. Let's get Torval and Dean out. Let's balance the books. <laughs> Because <laughs> you have to. Um, I've I, also I should say, Josh. This week, I've been accused of being a stiff neck by Lou. Have you? Yeah, I was doing an omelette in a pan, and I said, "Oh, this is a great pan for an omelette." And she went, "All right, stiff neck," and absolutely <gasps> speared me. Oh wow! Skewered me. It felt. Oh hurt wow! Me. I know, Rob. You're you're going to be so middle class by the age of fifty. I think as everyone, as you get older, you slowly get more stiff. Some people start stiffer, and the irony is, obviously, as a man, you do get less stiff, but in the neck, you get incredibly stiffer as you get older, and you're yes. fighting that the whole time. That's what that's I think what we I should be clear, in, in case people are listening to this for the first time, and it feels like we're talking code. Who is starting at this episode? Go back. <laughs> get yourself back to episode one, you lunatic. I'm not explaining it. Fuck off back to episode one, and then yeah, what, okay, you, you've got to earn the references. Do we think? Do we think we should have a previously on lockdown parenting hell <laughs> at the start of it? Yeah, that is quite a good idea. Actually. They go through stuff like because like the trampoline would have been a series finale, wouldn't it? Yeah, Most yeah series, exactly, so, exactly. Like that. that was a great end to the Christmas finale. Now I've got a story about my actual neck, Rob. All right, go on. So uh, I went to the park with your daughter on your own. <laughs> with my daughter, of course you did. Of course I, I, I did. don't go parks on my own anymore. No, you don't. Of course you don't. You've got an alibi now, Rob. So. <laughs> Um, going to the park with other parents, which you can now do, can't you? you yes. Is so frustrating, isn't it? Because you just get snatches of conversation before your children head off in the different directions. Yeah, but sometimes it can be a saving grace. It's, <laughs> you, you cannot complain about that, Josh, because if you're trapped, oh, I'm just going to go over there. You can, you know, or just say to kid, oh, do you want to go on the swings? And then you're away. So I think you've got to take the rough with the smooth, Josh. But you're, yeah. you're more sociable, I think, than, than me. Yeah. Such yeah. I, I went I went to the park for a social. <laughs> yeah. And all you get is like, you start a conversation and then you're just dragged away. Yeah. And you, th- I mean, and you think, yeah, I can't, what age can you just let them run off? In my head. Yeah. In my head, Rob, going to the park before I had a child was sitting on the bench with a latte talking to another parent while the children got on with it. When yes. does that happen, Rob? So, Josh, how, how old is your daughter? By the way, I can't drink a latte because I get too depressed. So that that's never going to happen. Yes, he sat on the bench depressed of his child. Um, yeah. So what, 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 how old is your kid, your eldest? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, so my, yeah, I've my, that's about the same age as my daughter, who's three and a half. So she can sort of do the park on her own. Apart, we know she can, we go to a park now that I know she can deal with it all on her own. But because she's got an older sister, she sort of is semi-watched by her. But what's weird is, my youngest is better on climbing frames than my eldest, just naturally a bit more sort of flexible and agile. So she's fine where I couldn't have left my eldest 
or, yeah. until she was a bit older. So the, the the truth is, though, Josh, it doesn't matter now because you've got another on the, one on the way. So you're looking at another three years minimum until you're not desperately stopping them from jumping off the top level of the climbing frame. Oh, my God, Rob. So there's no good news here. So I went to the park. Yeah. And there's a new slide. Um, there's the normal big slides, the ones that look like they're in the Soviet Union, which we've talked about before. Yes, yes, yes. Where you have to climb up a kind of rope ladder maze thing to get to this tube slide. And um, one of the, the people I met, met there, his son, who's a bit older than my daughter, just did it on his own. Yeah. But my daughter wasn't there yet quite there yet mm. so i had to go up with her rob oh, through no. this rope maze and the, the thing is as well because we're about the same i know we I give you banter for being a bit shorter but we're about i'm five for eight you're about five seven or so we're not far off but it's quite degrading when you're sort of too big for it but actually it you do fit up it quite nicely yeah it's fine it was totally <laughs> f- do you know what the most painful bit was oh, yeah. i had to crawl on the ropes with my knees Oh. The pain of the <laughs> rope. And the kids just jump on their knees. What is yeah, wrong with yeah, kids' knees? Is, it reminds me of, did you ever have a bunk bed and you had to go up in bare feet and the pain of yeah. the uh, rungs on the ladder of the bunk bed? It was like that. Oh. So I had to crawl up. Yeah. But she was terrified, right? But addicted to it. Yes. So it was. So you had to crawl up every time or once she'd done it once, she could be let off. Because I find well, there's she, a... she did it four... No, she did it five times, let's be honest. Five times we went up. And every time, she hated it. Okay. But insisted on going again as soon as we'd done the slide. She's got the buzz. She's got buzz. Adrenaline junkie. But it was like, honestly, the way she was reacting to it, it was like a celebrity on I'm a Celebrity going through, like, a tank of... You know when they have to do one of those things where they have to crawl through stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. But she wanted stars for camp. Are you not feeding her? Does she have to do it five times for the yogurt? (laughs) But also there were so many other kids on it and I was the only adult. It's hard, isn't it? Because you don't want to be the parent that just lets her go and be all like laissez-faire and she smashes her head. She'd have just frozen. She'd have just gone into standby mode. You know when a child just goes into complete standby mode? And like stops in the middle of the park. You just you just have to not care what other parents think. But then also sometimes a little bit of judgment does force you into being a bit more relaxed, which you need to be. It's a ba- it's a balancing act, Josh. It's it tough. is. It is. But there was other parents who were like saying to their kids that they were trying to direct their kids while their kids were on there, and their kids were just losing their shit. Well, yeah, some parents are just idiots though. Where it's like this. Yeah. Is, and what annoys me most is when you're up there with your kid, and there's another kid that's like younger than yours that can't physically do it, and the parents go, "Oh, he'll be all right." And you're like, "No, the only reason he's all right is because I'm fucking keeping him afloat up here." And all of a sudden, you're like shepherding three toddlers and keeping them alive, <laughs> doing their one time's this fucking childcare. I hate that. I hate that when people. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, you've riled me up now, Josh. When you invite people over, right, and they come around for a little play date and their kid's young and they just sit down and have a drink and then you're having to watch their kid. You're yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, that's annoying. That's annoying. I hate that, Josh, because I can't bear to see a child hurt themselves and yeah. I'm too weak and I'll be up there looking after them and it does my nutting. And yeah. I sort of hope for a slight injury, nothing bad, <laughs> a slight little trip and a grazed knee so that, you know, makes the parent get into action. A bit like a reducer in the opening minute of a football game. Just stick yeah, a yeah. quick two foot on them just to, so they know you're there kind of thing. And I'm not saying I injure them. But no, no, yeah, let's would. just be very clear on that. You're not saying that. You're not You're not saying that. Yeah, I'm not slide tackling an 18-month-old to force their parent into action. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, but if they happen to trip over, you know, the, the, the hose that I've left in front of them and have, have raised slightly, 
in order for their parent to be engaged, then sure, that's just life. Yeah, this is um, this is really bringing up some stuff for you. <laughs> it's like therapy. This. So what what happened in the end, Josh? Is she, she, you well, we got to the tube, the tube slide. Yeah, and obviously I've been bent over a lot, Rob. It yeah, wasn't good for the old stiff neck. No, not at all. This tube slide, it knocked my neck right back into shape. It was unbelievable. Oh, so it, it was like an osteopath for you. It fixed it your neck. It was like an osteopath appointment. Got on the tube slide, the G forces or whatever it was, <laughs> swinging around. I was as good as new. Really. Yeah. Well, maybe you just need to relax a bit more and then it, it'll sort it out. Maybe exactly. it's tension. Maybe, maybe it's tension. I need to get a tube slide installed from my bedroom down like a kind of Wallace and Gromit thing so that every morning I feel like a young man. I definitely, I know I'll give you a joke, but I get like a, my back gets all tight. I hold all my tension in my back and I went to a chiropractor and that sort of helps. But I do think it's because when your kids are doing stuff, you like, and they make a mistake or they do something or they, tra- you, 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 the most, you get emotion, don't you? You get worried, you get fear, you, yeah. you want to help and you don't want to, to express that feeling so it so, so the kid doesn't get panicked do you know what i mean like if they you, yeah. if they run out in front of a road you want to go stop but you have to stop going oh, come here but inside you're like anxious i think it's because we're bottling that up it goes to your neck or your back or stuff like that because totally. you can't you, well, you can't hold your shoulders out. you hold your shoulders yeah. tight rob i know i do it through my feet well on, i have like get when i do tour shows my leg i get really bad like pains in my legs because i've got weird feet like hands spread out and i have to look all relaxed you what, sorry have you not seen my feet are we just skirting past that yeah i've got my feet i've got weird You've got feet. hands for feet yeah basically they spread out the toes spread out like fingers they're not as long yeah. as fingers they just look like toes but they spread out is that why your your three-year-old daughter's so good at climbing has she inherited them genuinely i think so <laughs> jokes aside i am i i can cling to the floor i used to i could on a boat barefoot i can cling to it without moving like a spider-man what do you mean on a boat if i'm on a boat right and it's a bit wobbly i could take my shoes off and just be barefoot but my toes will cling to the floor like i'm clinging to a wall whoa and like, i can shake your hand i can peel bananas anyway i could do that with my feet and what was i talking about <laughs> why did we get on i don't know i don't know why did we get onto this? Did we... Oh, yeah, it. on stage. So what I do is, because I have to look loose and relaxed gigging, but obviously you're a bit stressed oh, sometimes. Oh, little feet. My feet are clinging to the floor because you can't. the audience can't see that. But if your shoulders yeah. are all tense, you can see that someone's tense and stuff. So I, all my tension goes through my feet and my legs. Um, oh, my word. Yeah. But let's get down your slide and knock the tension out. But it's, a parent, it's parent tension. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. I also realised something at the park. I left my, uh, I've got a yo-yo pram. Have you got a yo-yo, Rob? That's Is that great. the one that folds up and it can go yeah. into hand luggage? So it's half broken. It'll only half fold up. Oh, no. They're great, though, for travelling. I left it unattended. Yeah. And I haven't haven't bought a new one because I feel like it's still working. So Chuck cute. it down the slide and see if it knocks it back into place. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. 
But I, when I went back to it, because I'd left it in the in the park, I realised that I was disappointed it hadn't been stolen. I realised that oh, in my head I'd been thinking... Oh, of an excuse to justify buying a new one. If this gets stolen, it's an excuse to buy a new one. That is a classic sort of, you, you don't want to look wasteful. Yeah. The reality is you need a new buggy. It, well, you all know it. But they're expensive. It's like when one of your headphones goes and you carry on for the last yeah. month. Exactly. Just give it up. You're buying new headphones. The reality is, you've got a new baby coming. That one is broken. Maybe put it on that Facebook marketplace or whatever and see if someone wants it to fix and buy a new one, Josh. You're going to need a new one for your new baby, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. So I just am. treat yourself, Josh, to a new buggy. I will. I will treat myself. Is this a desperate plea for a freebie on here? Is this what you're doing? It's absolutely not. No. But, you know. No. I'm... I'd rather just buy it, though, than have to do a little ad. Do you know what I mean? But we're very different people, Rob. So anyway, let's, um, <laughs> you know. Um, can I talk to you about something, Josh? How have you been? Well, a couple of stories here. I've got one that's not parenting, that's disgusting, but quite funny. And I've got a couple of stories about um, my uh, daughter's dabbling with drugs and cheating. Well, let's go with that. That sounds super. Let's start with that first. Um, so basically, my daughter... Has it been longer than I think since the last episode, Rob? Uh, <laughs> no, no, she's still she's still five. Now, basically, okay. we went... We I'll tell you what's been nice at Easter socialising in people's gardens, which has been lovely. We went round to my lovely. brother's for a lovely Easter egg hunt. It was really nice. Um, it's quite difficult to um, explain to a child why they're not allowed in the house, even though you have to walk through the house to get to the garden. It's quite a difficult yeah. thing. Anyway, so we went there and it was all playing and lovely. And it was nice. You know, I feel a bit awkward. Though. I don't know how to socialise anymore. I don't know about you. Like being yeah. a guest at someone's house feels weird. I just sort of sort of sit there and then sort of think, I might just go and lay on a sofa and watch TikTok in a minute, but you're not allowed to do that because you're supposed to be polite. Um, anyway, so they were doing hot dogs um, and burgers and my kids have got a bit of hay fever and a bit of snotty nose. And um, the five-year-old was eating a hot dog with tomato sauce on it. And she basically did a line of Bramwell's tomato sauce where as she was eating the hot dog, she sniffed and just sniffed up, I'd say a teaspoon's worth of tomato sauce in her oh nose. And she went absolutely fucking mental <laughs> she was going it's stinging it's stinging i was like there's oh. nothing you can do is there? i was like so i gave her a drink because sort of if you drink it can sort of but yeah. you can't what's the option could options? you not block a nostril and get her to, to they don't know how to blow out their nose especially not with smart sauce and it's red so it looks like blood so they're panicking oh, and you can't just like get the o's and squirt water up there which is what you're supposed that's how they clear noses isn't it Squirting. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. No, so she, oh my God, it but she calmed down, but it was so. You're busy so using funny. the host to trip over another child, weren't well, you? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, just to keep keep everyone on, on, on track. And that, um, I've got an email on a similar thing to that, Rob. What, sniffing a line of uh, tomato sauce? Well, I, I, do you know what? I was going to, I was going to read this out anyway, but it, it feels like it's very relevant to what's just happened to you. God. This is from Marty Coyle. Marty Great Coyle. Name. Marty Coyle. <laughs> the Marty, have you got the Marty Coyle or have you got the standard Coyle? <laughs> The Marty one's great. Marty Coyle, right. Myself and my wife are parents to a boy and twin girls under the age of seven. Recently, something so random happened at home with my son. I questioned if it ever happened before in the history of humanity. <laughs> right. I like Marty my Coyle. My son was about to lose his first tooth, and it was coming up to the last few wobbles before it fell out. Yeah. I reassured him that it might feel a bit strange and there'd be a slight bit of blood but it would all go away immediately and he could pop the tooth under his pillow and await a surprise from the tooth fairy. So far, so good. The tooth came out with no real trouble, a little blood, and he took it all in stride. I was massively proud of him. He was all ready to pop it under his pillow and await his reward. Before this, though, as he'd never seen a removed tooth before, 
he wanted a closer inspection. He held it between his thumb and forefinger and brought it close to his face for further examination. He wanted to investigate in great detail. Visual examination was not enough, though, and for a reason unbeknownst to him, he had a sniff. Almost immediately, the tooth got hoovered up into his left nostril. <laughs> Get out, that's awful. I know, I know it's funny, but imagine that Marty Coyle's face. <laughs> the recoil on his nose. Oh, my word. For a minute, time stood still as we both looked at each other's eyes in shock. Oh, no. I'd never seen someone snort their own tooth before. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I have once, Magaloo Stagdu. <laughs> I can't even imagine what a tooth being lodged inside your nose must feel like. Oh, we both looked terrified. Then came immediate tears and panic. He went into a repetitive mantra of saying, I don't want my tooth up my nose. Who does? Yeah, who does? As tears ran down his face, all of a sudden, I went into autopilot, reached my forefinger to his right nostril, pushed it in and screamed, blow your nose now. He complied with gusto and the tooth came shooting out of his other nostril onto the kitchen floor. Thank God. It'd be like Fatima Whitbread in the jungle. I don't know what that means, Rob. Oh, come on, Josh. You can't. I'm not can't. interested in the jungle, Rob. You've got to sort your fucking priorities out, mate. Stop Why? Stop watching Blur Dog. He's brilliant. Fatima Whitbread got a cockroach stuck stuck in her head. Right. And had to sn- she had to blow a cockroach out of her nose. You've got and to also, remember, if- Rob, yes, how you started what? that sentence. Yeah. With the words, it's brilliant. And then you followed it with, with Fatima Whitbread. Got Josh, how much, Josh, how much joy are you getting uh, of this story written on email about a child blowing out a tooth? Imagine watching Ant and Deck cheer on Fatima Whitbread as she tries to snort and sniff out a cockroach. You're telling me that's not TV gold? I'm telling you... Um, how have you not seen that? You can't work in pop culture comedy with observations and references. pop culture comedy. Oh, what do you do? When have you ever heard me give a pop culture reference in the last year? Josh, if you don't start learning about stuff that's happening now, you're just going to be like that weird comedian like that just only dresses in 70s clothes and talks about 70s stuff, but you'll be the 90s. Who's that guy? I don't know. I've just made him up. Oh, right. I thought he was an actual guy. <laughs> no. I, was like, I thought it was a bloke we were on the circuit with. But Josh, you've got to know Rob, this stuff. I don't think you do. You'll be on the news as that bloke who still lives in the 90s. Josh, how do you not know about Rob, Fatima Whitbread? Because I'm not interested. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, Rob. Go on YouTube now and watch Fatima Whitbread. I'm not going to do it, Rob. Go on YouTube now and type in Fatima Whitbread. I'll do it and I'll tell you what happens. You've already told me. <laughs> you don't need to re-watch it, Rob. You can see it when you close your eyes at night. Right. Why are you watching it? Fatima Rob, Whitbread. I, I, I genuinely mean this. I think you're one of the only people I know who watches I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. And I know a lot of comedians. Yeah, but you you don't know normal ones. You know, Ramesh doesn't next. watch it. Rob, does Ramesh watch it? He watches it, but he just no, he doesn't, doesn't tell he people it. about it. He does watch it. He doesn't like the way they treat animals. He don't give a shit about that, mate. Look, <laughs> let me tell you about you. He'll sit on a leather chair before anyone. <laughs> I've never seen him refuse a seat. Um, anyway, well, Fatma Whitbread sniffed out, snorted out, because Medic Bob had to come in, and he had to use a syringe and put water in, and it was horrific. Who did? Oh, fuck it. Do you not know who Med- Medic Bob is? How can you not watch The Jungle? How do you not know? I can't give a shit about it, Rob. It's so good. It's so boring. <laughs> it's not boring. What do you watch, then? Do you watch Love Island? No. What do you watch in the evening? <laughs> What's happening, Josh? Football. Documentaries. 
Document. I could watch them as well. But you're still allowed a bit of fun. You're still allowed to enjoy yourself. I do enjoy myself. Fatima Whitbread. It's like you know the elephant that did a poo on Blue Peter. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's a it's a classic it's a classic TV moment, Josh. I don't think it is. Twelve Rob. million people watched it. Thirty I think twelve or thirteen million people up. watched it. It was twelve million, it was thirteen million within a second. Yeah, that that was like that was consolidated. I did overnight first. <laughs> Right. I thought Sorry, my YouTube Josh, but... watcher just ticked it over into the I just can't believe it is it is astonishing. Like, to be fair, I know I do agree with you at a certain point that so many comedians and people that we work with don't watch it. Like, because when I first did the the, the, the spin-off show, people were like, oh my god, you're going on that. Are you having to pretend to like it? I was like, no, I fucking love it. That's this my is favorite your USP, show on telly. Rob, this is your USP. You're the only comedian that likes this kind of stuff. Rob, I'm gonna say this, right? Just to stay on it. Yeah, go on. I think the only thing worse. Well, not the only thing worse, because I don't think it... I think what would be far worse would be a comedian that was watching these things because they felt they had to, and they were trying to lever in references to Where's from Love Island. And I'm going to say it, I only know that name because he did a swim with Alex Brooker. You've got to be true to yourself, Rob. You've got to be true to yourself. You've got to be honest. You've got to be. You've got to be honest and true to yourself. And that's probably why this podcast works. I was saying this to Tom Zanetti the other day, Rob. (laughs) How do you know Tom Zanetti? Uh, because uh, my wife reckons that we should get him on the podcast. Right. Does she watch Celebs Go Dating, Rose? Uh, I, I don't think she did. But I think we should get him on the podcast, though. She watched some of it, but she thinks he's amazing. And she said, you'll know him through Celebs Go Dating. Yeah, basically, he had a kid when he was really young. And um, he had, it was quite a tragic story, actually. But anyway, his kid's grown up with him and he's he's toured the world as a DJ, but he had to take his son with him and stuff as a single dad. Yeah, I think she follows him on Instagram and thinks he's an inspirational figure. Yes, he has also got the best six-pack you'll ever see in your life. So I can imagine Rose... Oh, well, here we go, here we go. She's telling this story, um, you know, as a juggling act of why you follow people on Instagram. Exactly. And Zanetti is motivational, but he is also incredibly fit. He's, go, he's going out with Sophie Herman from Made in Chelsea. Do you know her? I've met her, Rob. On 8 out of 10 cats? Uh, no, on Would I Lie to You. Uh, did you? <laughs> you sure? It was weird because I met her on one episode, then the next episode I had so little that my uh, lie was I've met Sophie Herman on this show. <laughs> I think what I find astonishing is that I never thought I'd see a... Um, a situation where you're the one arguing that we should talk more about Fatima Whitbread and I'm the one saying I'm not interested because that's my kind of reference, Fatima Whitbread. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if like you don't have to know that scene or have watched that. I love the fact I'm calling it a scene in I'm a Celebrity, but it's a great turn of phrase. Like, if you ever get anything stuck up your nose, you can't fill up Fatima Whitbread in the jungle. That'll still get a laugh, Josh. I'm not in the circles I move in, Rob. It'll just end up in a conversation where people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, can, can we do a deal, right? Next time you go on tour, at some point, do a reference to, I feel like, Fatma Whitbread when you're trying to get something out your nose okay. for whatever it is, and you're going to experience a whoosh and rush of recognition like you haven't felt. Do you know what, Rob? I'm going to do it, but I'm going to say it. We had this on the last leg. Well, do you remember the, the summer when Love Island was big news? Yes, yes. That 2018, yeah. the Russia yeah. World Cup, the greatest summer of our lives. Heat wave. Oh, my God, what time that was. I was the fattest I've ever been, but also the happiest. I broke a chair that summer. Did you? Yeah. It was a shit chair, but I was a big lad. <laughs> How big were you? I don't about remember fi- this. About 15 and a half stone. No. I really enjoyed that It was summer. mainly was- foot, wasn't it? I was pissed every night and had about four pizzas a week. I was just loving life, Josh. Oh, those were I was the up, days. If, you, if I was on Gogglebox, I'd be the, the you know, that um, Gogglebox. Do you know box, what, you Rob? Get, I've heard you of You don't that know, one. do you? <laughs> do you watch Gogglebox? 
Uh, I can't because it's on directly before the last leg, so I'm working. Oh, yeah, it's a shame you can't record anything at home and watch it when you get in. Oh, I think, let's be honest with you, Rob. Imagine what your life would come to if you were recording Gogglebox to watch it on a different time. It's the kind of thing... I do! I do! It's my favourite show! How is it your favourite show? It's so good because I like normal people. I like hearing people... Also, on Gogglebox, they can say whatever they want. They're so brutal. Some of the stuff they say... If I said that in 8 or 10 cats, they'd go, oh, it's a bit harsh, isn't it, Rob? Because it's just like (laughs) Karen from Doncaster. She can just do whatever the fuck she wants. I'm not saying Gogglebox is a bad show. I'm saying it's the kind of show you watch because you turn the TV on and it's on. Leave it out, mate. It's, it's, it's appointment viewing. It's appointment viewing. Josh, I'll tell you what. People watch Last Leg because of Gogglebox. Oh, d- I, I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. I'm fully yeah. aware of the stats. <laughs> I am across the inheritance <laughs> figures. Uh, comparison between Gogglebox and 8 out of 10 Cats does countdown. <laughs> Do you reckon pissed people are sat at home going, fucking hell, their living room's big when you come on. <laughs> oh, look at these three. Do they all live together? <laughs> Look at the size of their front room. It's our spaceship. People do think we live together, Rob. That's how they think TV works. Um, right, Josh. Well, should I tell you this disgusting story before we do some yeah, emails? Cool. It is disgusting. So if you're eating something, I'd, I'd stop eating. Right? Basically, I sleep naked. Is that the end of the story? <laughs> no, it's not that disgusting. That's disgusting than that. Um, do you sleep it naked, It was Josh? in 2018. It was absolutely... <laughs> I just did because I couldn't find pajamas that fit. Just, <laughs> just lay a sheet over me. Um, the the um, yeah, where do you sleep, Josh? Pants, uh, pants, shorts, pants. Right, I sleep naked, right. And anyway, and sometimes before I go to bed, if I can't, if I'm still a bit awake, I've got, I've got uh, like wireless headphones. Also, I've got some wired ones for the side of the bed so that I can just plug in and if I want to watch out my phone before I go to sleep or listen to some music. Yeah. Anyway, so. I, I got into bed and I, I grabbed my uh, headphones, right? And this is what gets disgusting. And they were sort of like fell in front of me. And as I pulled them up from the, the bottom of the bed where they'd landed, I pulled them up and one of the earphones went up my ass. What? The little ear... <laughs> what, like this as tooth? A... Did it, your ass <laughs> inhaled the earphone? Yeah. My ass was like a hungry Fatima Whitbread nostril. <laughs> it gobbled up the earphone, right? And I was like, oh, like that. And I You didn't like, have to fart it out, it out did you? I didn't have to fart it out. No, I pulled it out because it was on a string. It was like I was fishing at oh my, my ass, God. right? It's disgusting, isn't it? I pulled it out and then I had to just immediately throw the headphones away. Did you? Yeah, I couldn't even wash them. The freebie ones you get with the phone. If it had been if it had been an Apple EarPod one. It is what I would have done. I would have baby wiped it, anti-back wiped it and put it in the airing cupboard for a week. In the airing cupboard? Just in case there was any moisture in there. Oh, I see. I see. And then I would have reused it because they're too expensive. I, that That... You know, when it starts to get to about 150 quid, I will allow it up my arse. Do you know what I'd have done if I, if it had been an earbud? Yeah. Right. Just kept it, yeah. waited till everyone was back in the office for something, and then identified someone else that's got a pair. Oh, you'd swap the bud. Do the quick bud swap straight away. You can't. You can't do the bud swap with an arse bud. That's, that's <laughs> like a hate crime. <laughs> Would they have started... But I, I don't know how the technology works then. Would they have started hearing my music? Is that how they'd have tracked me down? Well, the worst remember. part about the earpod is if I, I could have played my arse some music if I wanted while I was up there. played your arse some music. <laughs> but also, yeah, what would have happened, obviously... Or is, took a it... phone call and literally spoke out my arse. <laughs> but the way they work as well is they think they can feel if they're up against your ear, can't they? So they would just start working. Yeah, yeah, that would be the worst. It would have just started. I'm surprised it wouldn't have just started playing, Rob. If you'd lost it and you'd have to play it to find it. Oh, no. Just working its way through the system. But I I remember when, 
the fa- I can't really do it now with iPhones because they're too big. But I remember like when you used to have like Nokia's and that. If I was trying to open the front door and I'd always put my phone, I'd put the phone in my mouth. Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and I always because old phones as well when they rang. They really fucking rang, didn't oh, they? The vibration on it. It's like a, it was like a rampant rabbit. And the noise, that polyphonic ringtone of a beep, 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 beep. I always would panic. What if someone rings me while it's in my mouth? It would, I think it'd like shatter your jaw. And that was, I used to get a bit of a buzz out what? of that. <laughs> Never felt so alive. <laughs> that, if I put my phone in my mouth and needed a piss as I opened the front door, it was like being at Alton Towers. <laughs> I thought there was going to be an I'm a Celebrity reference there. I'm now just looking for I'm a Celebrity references. You used to have an I'm a Celebrity reference, I swear. It's like a Bush Tucker trial. I remember you saying it. Yeah, but you're being aware of the Bush Tucker trial is very different from yeah. remembering the ups and downs of Fatima Whitbread's time in camp. But you did say earlier, I'm not going to learn reference points just to be a comedian. You've got to talk about what you know and but love. The Bush Tucker so... trial is a reference that I know. I didn't, I didn't research learn that. Learn it. Okay, but you like, but you like. I did watch. One but what's the difference between Joel researching it? it? What's the difference between researching it and just broadening your mind? Oh, when you see a comedian and they've, yeah. you know, when they've like, they've updated their references. That you know, when a comedian will reference fucking, I'll bleep bleep the comedian's name here, Michael, but it'll give you an idea of the kind of person I'm talking about. Go yeah, on. you'll see like reference Stormzy, and you're like, oh fuck off, mate. Do you and know, you know what that I mean? it was Dizzy Rascal? Up until about a year ago. Yeah, exactly. That was Vanilla Ice 20 years ago, that joke, when you wrote it. <laughs> when you wrote that joke? <laughs> that joke was fucking Vera Lynn, wasn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> Beethoven, that was, originally. <laughs> so that's what I don't want to be, Rob. I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I don't want to be yes. 50 and referencing... <laughs> Because you get two schools of thought. You get the people that actually know the people and it feels casual. The people that literally go, right, guys, time for a reference update. Let me type in um, UK um, rapper and they find (laughs) someone. And then you get the people that I sort of enjoy the most where they just stick with the reference and just no holds barred. We'll just deliver someone from Sugar Hill Gang. Just still deliver (laughs) the oldest reference possible. Anyway, have you seen that woman that put the cat in the bin, Rob? Because... (laughs) What a bitch! What a bitch! What a bitch! Who does that to a cat? <laughs> right, let's let's do. I've got I've got some really good Instagram messages we should do before. So I've got some emails. Let's get through them. This one says, Com- regarding the guy who uh, disappeared in the canoe, pretending he was dead. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to think of really old references now, but I can't. You're so good at them. But that's still funny. You, that you could do, you should do a routine on that. About sometimes I get criticised for old reference points, but I think it's unfair. I was just speaking to my friend the other day, and they just do luck. Cause it's so it's funny because they're so old and it's out of context. It's going in. The, I've got phone notes for the next tour, Rob. It's going in there along with some really, really. And rub- Fatima Whitbread knows you. If you saw these phone notes, Rob, you would absolutely have a field day. And if you go to Josh's tour when he does the Fatima Whitbread. Bitchy. I'm going to do Fatima Whitbread and I'm going to do Canoe Man. Because do you know what? I, we're, we're both halfway through a tour, right? And people keep saying to me, you know, when you start your tour again, are you going to like update it? And I think, I'll do one joke at the top about Thiggy and I'm not going to update the rest because all of my stuff is still relevant, right? Because it wasn't relevant in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> mate. If Neil Buchanan is suddenly, we can't talk about him, then I'm in trouble. But COVID has had no impact on my set. 
anyway. you wait till you, Buchanan comes out as an anti-vaxxer and you can't use him as a reference. <laughs> exactly. All my rights said Fred stuff's been ruined. <laughs> Do you know what? On that, I've got a framed Annie Hall poster that's suddenly looking like I uh, need to get rid of it as well. Yeah, but you only put that up this week, didn't you, weirdly? <laughs> you, you, you take quite an odd approach. You sort of adopt adopt certain uh, memorabilia after the fact. Right, sorry, let's do do this email. I've got, yeah, let's do this. Right, this is from odowd 9 on Instagram. Hi, Rob and Josh. Just wanted to say thanks. No kids at home this afternoon, so I thought it would be safe to just have the podcast on speaker in my pocket while I pottered about. I love that. I love a podcast and as a potter, don't you? Dishwasher and a podcast. Fucking hell, what Fucking a life. get in. I love the pocket podcast as well because you can, like, if you're doing so, a job where you're carrying stuff. Yeah, top pocket, top you've pocket. You've got the radio with you, the podcast with you the whole way. Um, here we go. I stepped outside to put something in the bin, still with the podcast on. The phrase, licked out a bat, was uttered loud and proud just as I came face to face with my elderly neighbour. Oh. Not oh, something dear. you hear every day on speaker outside in my little street. Luckily, Rob repeated it louder just in case she missed it. <laughs> I don't even remember us saying it, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that we're putting out that kind of content. And Jared Christmas. He said, "He said, you know, because I uh, was talking about COVID. He went, apparently someone licked out a bat or whatever. Oh, but God. now we've said it again. There's a lot of bat licking out. Um, have you got one there? I've got more if you need I'm, it. No, no. no. I, I'm going to send you a picture, Rob. Oh. How many bins have you got, Rob? How many bins? I'm on an eight bin policy. I nearly um, adopted a ninth bin because it was outside my house and people are using it more as a rescue mission. But in the end, someone took it. So I'm, down, I'm, I'm on my eight bin rotor. Yeah. Someone sent me this picture, sent us this picture. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm in my 20s and don't have any kids, but thoroughly enjoy your podcast. Mm. Playing catch-up at the moment, I've just heard the episode about Rob's abundance of wheelie bins. <laughs> when hearing of the numerous bins Rob owned on the podcast, I didn't really think anything of it until today, when I walked past a Pizza Express, and they <laughs> only have seven bins. <laughs> oh, in, in my defence, two of my bins are small bins. I've got a small right. food one and a little box. So there's seven wheelie bins there. I've only got six wheelie bins. Right. See, so this led, led me to the conclusion that Rob's house must be turning at the same pace as an 80-seater <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Do you know what? It ain't far off. But commercial waste, is it collected weekly? I'm on a two-week rotor. So a lot of my bins for storage, they're not always full, but I've got the space there if I need it, you know? Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, it is, it is a bit worrying that I'm working at the same pace as Pizza Express. Also, there's a Foxton's for sale sign, so I imagine it's in quite a bougie area. And yeah, uh, it looks, Pizza it looks Express like a lovely be, Pizza Express, doesn't it? We'll be operating a huge takeaway turnover, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe I need to... Yeah, but Lou orders so much stuff, mate. I, I cannot express to you how much shit turns up at my house. Just yeah. constant cardboard boxes. It's all I do. Mate, cardboard is doing my head in. The folding of the cardboard. When it's Tuesday night <laughs> and I realise I've got cardboard before bed, it's a... It's a <laughs> cardboard before bed. It sounds like a lesson at school. Cardboard before break. <laughs> um, you do the leave it outside to get wet trick, don't you? What do you mean? Just put it outside to get wet and it's easier to fold once it's wet so when it's rainy oh is that right oh, oh that you feels a bit unfair on the cardboard collectors though doesn't it rob fuck those guys rob yeah these are the guys that got me my new bin when mine was stolen okay fair enough no but you're putting it in but it's fine because they don't care it'll go in easier it's softer and more malleable isn't it so leave it outside to get wet because it's so hard also some cardboard is pathetic some of it is, is, is I swear it's stronger than my walls <laughs> It's got like staples in it. Like, what is that? 
<laughs> like what? What was in there? I, I would, I would send my children the post in less structured cardboard. This cart is, is ridiculous. That metal safe. Oh my god, we've gone into mundane chat. We're talking about cardboard quality. Well, let's do it while, while we're here. If we're talking about postman, I'm not a postal worker, but I deliver groceries for Sainsbury's. Yeah, this is on the subject of why do postal workers wear shorts, Rob? Yes. Most of us also wear shorts to work, as skin is a lot easier to dry than trousers in case it rains. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's good skin, isn't it? You don't realise. It's great skin, isn't it's it? What, skin is Gore-Tex. Skin's human Gore-Tex. I've always said it. That's why it's good to wear <laughs> shorts to a festival. Shorts and wellies is actually yep. better than jeans and wellies. Because if you get a wet jean, oh my God, a wet jean from the knee down, he's like waded home. But yeah, shorts at a festival with a hoodie if it gets cold. You can always tie your hoodie. I I would fundamentally not be friends with someone that tied a hoodie around, around their waist normally. But at a festival, I can swallow it. At uh, a festival, you can get away with it. How yeah, do you feel exactly. about the uh, festival bum bag, Rob? I'm, I'm pro bum bag. Sometimes I've adopted a bro bag just day to day with the kids. Have you? Across the shoulder, across the shoulder like a, a road man, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, right, I've got another um, message. Yeah. Oh, this is, I, I do this and I think Lou gets annoyed and someone else is getting annoyed. This is Ben is getting annoyed by this. Um, love the show. Keeps me occupied on so many early morning get-ups with my two-year-old. I wanted to get in contact to find out if I'm the only one who experiences this from their other half. Rather than directly being told to do something, for example, put the little into bed or get dinner, bath time, etc., my wife insists on doing this through our little girl, Sienna. Oh, yeah. Sienna, it's time to go to bed now. Daddy's going to oh, take yeah, you. That's... Or maybe Daddy will take you to the park if you yeah, ask nicely. That is an I'm like, hang on a minute. Shocker. No one told me this. And by saying this through my daughter, it makes it much harder to get out of saying no. There must be others out there with this experience. Um, is it, and are there any ways to fight back other than revert to the same dirty tactics? What's your approach, oh, it's, Josh? It's, you know what? It's a thing you find yourself doing, isn't it, without even thinking it? I just think it's, Fair game. it's just back and forth. Fair game. You've got to you know, give a bit, take a bit, and just make sure that no one's giving it or taking it too much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's just part and parcel of parenting, and Ben, just stick. I just think stick it on your wife a bit more. Yeah. You know, just be like, oh, mummy's going to do that. Mommy. It's like the nuclear arms race. Yeah. There's no way of stopping it. Mummy said she wanted to to wipe your ass. Mummy was the best at wiping your ass. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, now. Should I quickly do a present, Rob? Oh, let's do a present and then the small business stuff and then I've got a nice message to end on. There's almost like a structure to this now. Yeah. Year in. We fucking know what we're doing, boy. So, these are the presents that we found in the basement that my wife hasn't sent since Christmas 2018. Yeah. What we got now? Um, so let's go with this. This is two. This feels like sweets. It's pretty gone off. So Cousin Matthew. Yeah, this could have gone off, couldn't it? Oh, my God. It's worse. Oh, what is it? It's chocolates, Rob. Oh, no. When did they go off? Oh, it doesn't say. Do you think you can still eat them? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think they might have been out of date before. Rob, it says used by... The 8th of March, 2016. Fuck off. <laughs> so these these went off before the Brexit vote. <laughs> Those chocolates still think the NHS is going to get 350 million a week. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Do you reckon they've been in your house ages and Rose just wrapped them up as a panic present? Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, that, wow. that is astonishing. Oh, do you know what? Imagine sending them. And Matthew getting that. Oh my you've god! Done, you've done Rose a favour. Yeah, because that is 
That's a lawsuit on your hands waiting. That's actually offensive. Yeah. 2016. That's mental, mate. So, so they were for Christmas 2018. Well, I look forward to seeing what's in next week's. Do you know what I found in my cupboard the other day? What? Dried oregano from 2011. Oh, yeah. That's kind of... That's 11. I'm not an that's oregano that's, guy. That's moved house as well, hasn't it, that oregano? About, about three times. That pre, <laughs> that, I've had that longer than Lou. I've had a longer relationship with that oregano than Louise. <laughs> Did you get rid or did you keep it as a keepsake? No, I'm, I'm keeping Lou. She's fine. She's lovely. <laughs> she has got the up with me though because I said that she on the she's just listening to the podcast yeah. and she said where I said that she gets into petty rows with the kids. She went, I want you to retract that. And I went, okay, well, I will, but it, am I telling the it. truth? And she went, yeah, you are telling the truth. I went, well, I shouldn't retract it then. And she went, yeah, but you should because I just don't want people to know. I was like, oh, this actually feels quite petty, Lou, which is point proven. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to retract that statement. She isn't petty with the girls and argue with them, even though she is and she does. Is that a fair retraction? Yeah, I'd say that her saying that has actually drawn more attention to something that was I'd forgotten about. But well, now exactly, and so so that's up to her, isn't it? Yeah. But that's that's how we're moving forward with this, right, Josh? What small businesses are we going to give a shout out to? I was going to say, uh, do email in with the oldest things you found in your food cupboard. Can you beat Rob's twenty eleven oregano? And have you got anything that is that's fronted by someone who's been cancelled since a Bill Cosby tin of biscuits? Exactly, things like that. Yeah, that'd be a great double up. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, right, go on. Small business shout out. What you got there, bruv? So we just thought um, it'd be nice to shout out small businesses at the end of Tuesday's episode uh, that our listeners have, you know, maybe set up in lockdown or have been struggling to get through lockdown, as many people have, you know, for obvious reasons. And we thought, we've got a platform here. So, Rob, what have you got? I've got one here. I've got this one from Michael Chaplow. I would love to give a shout out for Andy's Man Club. Andy's Man Club is a national men's peer-to-peer suicide prevention charity with over 40 groups around the UK. Please check out andysmanclub.co.uk and search Andy's Man Club on social media platform. If anyone's suffering with mental health, log into there and there'll be plenty of clubs to help you out. Right, what have you got, Josh? Okay, so this is from uh, Sarah Pennington. Hello, I hope you're both well. I'd love the opportunity for my dad's family business to be promoted. I'm a 16-year-old who has been listening to the podcast since the Romesh episode. After Mm. quitting a job uh, that made him unhappy, my dad started a coffee roasting and tea merchant business. This is a family-run business based in the Lake District. goes by the name of Pennington's Tea and Coffee. The only employees are my aunt, uncle and cousin, and the business is owned by my parents, so it's very much a family affair. As you can imagine, lockdown's been very tough for the hospitality industry, so the only sales that they can make right now are through home orders. They do brilliant subscription boxes, selection items of your choice get delivered monthly to your door, as well as standard orders, a huge range of teas, coffees and other delectables, hampers, baskets, etc. All the coffees roasted by my uncle and cousin. The beans are sourced environmentally sustainable farms. So the website is penningtonscoffee.co.uk. That's P-E-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N-S coffee. The Instagram is Pennington's Tea Coffee. That's the same, but with the word tea in between. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Josh. Oh, also, how well written is that? Sarah Pennington. I was Pennington's just thinking been, that. Fuck me. I only learned grammar at 24. She is. This is she outrageous. She is a superb writer. It's great, isn't it? Well done. And that's such a lovely thing to do to help your dad's business yep. out. So well done, Sarah. 
Josh, let's finish on a positive message yes. now, as well as those small businesses. This is from Chloe J. Cox. I just want to say a massive thank you to Gabby Logan and you guys for the discussion about IVF. Whilst I was growing up, my parents went through countless IVF to have another baby. None of them worked, but I remember them explaining the process, just like Gabby did to her kids. It's always been such a taboo subject, and no one would ever talk about it when I was growing up. I've just turned 30 and trying for a baby, and it looks like we'll need to go through the IVF route ourselves. And I've been feeling a bit down about it, but Gabby's episode has really made me feel so much better. Top-tier podcast. So that's nice, Chloe. Good luck, the IVF. I'd like to add as well, obviously... Gabby was talking about IVF and how it worked for her and unfortunately sometimes it doesn't work for everyone and we didn't want to sort of sort of leave that out but we are aware of that um a few people sort of message and stuff but hopefully IVF does work for 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 some people and good luck with it and um yeah it's just nice I think it's nice to be open and chat about these things because that's something I remember growing up I used to always be told oh no I can't talk about that I think it's much better to talk about stuff and hopefully it helps other people like it helped you Chloe so good luck with the IVF and uh fingers crossed you uh, get a bubba soon um um, Josh, what, what, a, what an episode. We've had headphones up the arse. That Fatima was Whitbread, genuinely you know. a, I'd say a roller coaster, Rob. And it was such a roller coaster, it's knocked my neck right back into shape. Honestly, I feel <laughs> oh, absolutely wow. superb. Just like the metal, metal slide, your neck's on fire. Yeah. Um, wicked. All right, then, guys, we'll see you on Friday. See you on Friday. Um, for another chat. Bye. Bye. Bye.